without all red flags to all of my kings, queens, and I will never forget every last angel glowing in between. Welcome back to the Sugar Service. Can you believe it's still me, your favorite podcast host, forever thugging and bugging? Ian Isaiah, also known as Big Sugar, also known as Uncle Auntie, also known as the Soprano with the Adam's Apple, also known as Big Brother came to fuck shit all the way up, up, up. So, so for those joining us for the very first time, allow me to take this opportunity to reintroduce the vibes. This is a safe space. Yes, I said it. A safe space where we share words of encouragement. If you're feeling the blues, tap in with some kind of news because we all know this world never has a clue. And I think somebody really cute is going to pull up later because we all know that sugar loves a good chit chat. Chew. Today we are being blessed by my good sis Candace Williams, y'all. The artist known as Candace Williams. So I am so excited. I don't know what to do with myself. So if I were you, I would sit tight because that's something we both don't want to miss. You heard? But before we get that far, let's clear our hearts and minds because it is time for the word of the week. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Preach, preach up. Look on the other side. Look on the other side and grab somebody by the hand and say, neighbor, if I don't ever see you again, I just want you to know if God made you a promise, hold on to it. All right, y'all, let's get right into what I know is going to bless you real good on today. You ready? Let's go. As great as it is to achieve, it is just as great to just end joy. Stop wishing everything was easier and push for everything to just be better. Period. Stop wishing for less problems and wish for more skills. I felt that one. Stop wishing for less challenges and wish for more wisdom. My brothers and sisters and everybody in between, please understand this one simple fact. You cannot let fear stop you from anything. It is imperative that you move ahead despite of fear. Courage is not the absence of fear. Real courage is the acknowledgement of fear and the action to attack it. Self-confidence comes from feeling good about yourself. And let me tell you something. I feel great about myself. Whatever threatens you, threaten that shit the fuck back. Take control of your life and stop being so casual about everything, y'all. Being casual brings unnecessary and unwanted casualties. Your life is your life and you have the right to live it up as best as you can. Okay? Ashe. That word was tough, but that's the kind of pressure we love over here at the Sugar Service. But I think it's time for the news. DJ, pump the beat. All right, y'all, let's jump right into it. 
Women's rights are under attack. If you don't make things law, they will be taken away. So donate to your local abortion fund and stay vigilant, y'all. We have to. Also in news, shout out to everybody that went to the clown gala on Tuesday. A lot of clowns. A lot of clowns. All right, y'all, one more thing before I go. You guys know I love sports, especially basketball, so I need to talk about the playoffs right now because a lot of people got mad at me because I'm still in the game even though my team is gone. Brooklyn, we we on vacation, which is fine. You know, I just started liking basketball, so I love a vacation. So I kind of shifted over to, like, Boston, and then I kind of also shifted over to um, Golden State, so I don't know where my loyalty lies right now. So I've been playing inside which is even cooler. So I just want to say a prayer to Jason Tatum. I would like to say a prayer to, hmm, let me think about that, Dwindle, just because I like his last name. I also would like to say a prayer to Devin Booker because he is popping. I'm behind him. Al Harford, is that his name? Am I saying his name right? Al Harford, icon, legendary. Also, shout out to everybody that's in the playoffs that's over 35 right now. Everybody that's over 35 right now is the reason why all you young kids, and yeah, I'm saying young kids, are doing it right. Chris Paul, I fucking love you. And now, the Neighborhood Hall of Fame, presenting local legends, icon, movers, and shakers of the motherfucking community. All right, y'all, this is the part of the service where we honor one of the movers and shakers of the community because to us, they are our version of what a superhero actually is. Today's local hero is a true local hero, y'all. Today, we are honoring the designer, Mashud. Brooklyn's own by way of Lagos, Nigeria, Mashud has always been a staple in this community. Founded in 1980s, Mashud opened his first boutique in Fort Greene. And let me tell you something. Everybody knew about it. Filled with timeless African decorum and Western flavors, Mashud made a huge name for himself in the hood and in the business in general, y'all. One of the coolest things I remember about Mashud was modeling in his window when I was like 13 years old. I don't know what the fuck my mother was thinking. He was the only designer that I heard of who had live models in his window, y'all. What a fucking icon. So, Mashu, for all that you have done for us for all these years and continue to do for the culture, you are our local hero of the week. Never stopped. You heard? Oh my God, you guys, I am so excited. Why, sugar? Because there's a black queen in front of me. Um, I would love to introduce one of the smartest black girls I know, who's also an artist. First, I wanted to express her intelligence, and then I wanted to express her art. Now introducing (laughs) (laughs) the queen herself, Miss Candace Williams. Hey, love. (laughs) Welcome to the sugar service. I'm so so glad you came to the show. I have a radio show, which is weird um, because I'm a singer, but I guess I do talk a lot. And the reason they gave me this show is still unknown. But the reason I do have this show is because I have many friends who are amazing and do amazing things. And I believe that all of my friends are the strength and the direction and the map for the future and a lot of people also understand that but they only understand that by 
visual like visualization and like photos and being able to like immediately respond in a heart like oh i like Candace boom but never get a chance to listen to that person that they love or um learn even more <laughs> from that person because that person never gets a chance to speak so this show is really for my friends to talk because the girls never let my friends talk Aww. and yeah. you know that's it so welcome to the shook service hi <laughs> Thank well, you for the invitation. Always, always. So let's get into it, Candace, because you are oh, a serious artist. Like, <laughs> it's so serious, you guys. Like, you know, I know art, but like, you can't say one thing to Candace without making sure you have your references <laughs> or be able to back up whatever idea you have. We can be talking about a glass on the table. She is so enthused in her work, and I'm just like, <laughs> but not even in a funny way. I'm literally like, why can't I be this enthused when I'm like speaking about every last thing? It's like, where do you get that kind of like vibe from? That's that Gemini moon. Shit. I don't even know. I okay. think it's the Gemini moon. It's a very, it's wow. irrational sometimes. Like, I wish it could be a little chiller wow. to be. No, it's perfect. Honest. That's what it is. It's perfect. <laughs> So, tell the girls where you're from. Where are you from? I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. Wow. Shout out to Baltimore. Shout out to Baltimore. Park Heights, Park Heights. Park Heights. Is that... Okay, no, I'm not even going to say it because every, I've been doing this mistake for fucking years. Like, I was about to mention PG County. Shout out to PG oh, County, but yeah. I'm not going to mention girls, PG definitely. County because you just mentioned Baltimore because it's a huge mistake that I've been doing for the past, I don't know how long. So I'm not going to go there. And it's also like, even even to clarify, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I have to also address that I'm only partially from Park Heights. Like, wow. So to even like be more clear about the actual territory... Um, my like my a lot of my family is from Randallstown, um, wow. so we cool. like kind of moved from West Baltimore through like you know the upper northwest parts of Baltimore, like Gwen Oak, uh, Woodlawn, mm. um, yeah, Rice's up and down Rice's Town. Road. Very Harriet Tugman. Very. <laughs> <laughs> like did, I feel like didn't she give Maryland a run? Oh, she did. She, didn't she tear Maryland she, up? Like she's she's from Maryland actually. The tour. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh, Fab. Harriet is the icon. Harriet is. I mean. True. Truly. Hold on, my my dog is going crazy because he knows there's a swing low, swing chariot coming real soon uh. <laughs> <laughs> if he don't calm down. Yes. Anyway, let's get into art. <clears throat> okay. Lord. I mean, what is that? I mean, I guess, like, I, I mean, I think about it. I feel like I said this a bunch of times, too, but I feel like I, I see art is really wild, actually. We can really get into it. Mm-hmm. Like. Art is, like, I feel like there's a big A art and a little A art. Oh, wow. You know, like, big A art is, like, the symptom and the, like, support, the, like, veins of, like, so much cultural hegemony, like, Mm -hmm. global trade Mm -hmm. very intensely, um, you know, one of the most unregulated market, the most unregulated market in the world. Um, It's often a cipher market or a ghost market or a ghost currency. it's a ghost to hegemony. It's a ghost to regime building. Yeah. It's like a spear of regime building sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like art with a little a is like, you know, magic and shit. Like art with a little a is like how people process the world, how people like create communication systems, how people like create reflection systems, like how we analyze uh, in their personal, you know, 
connections and then also how we build greater connections to like history and symbols and through symbols and yeah all of it like inheritance like i feel like it's the way we inherit culture mm -hmm. is like literally art and how we end up reproducing and taking agency in culture so it's like it's this really triple-headed beast <laughs> i completely understood that you know like, what I mean? my dog is so emotional right now <laughs> gospel did you understand that as well I completely understood that. But I also have a problem with that. Mm. I don't want to live in the little A. I am the little A. We are the little A. We built the little A. People before us built the little A. But I don't know if I want to live in a little A when I know there's something that... That big A is crazy. That big A yeah. is going crazy. But yeah, of course, I feel that the big A, quote unquote, is obviously a piranha in this situation but also how long do we have to stay a little a you know what i mean i mean i think that's what's crazy about being black like and blackness as a construct because it's similarly you know what i mean i think black and i don't even know which one would be the little or the big b right but like you know what i mean it's the same thing with blackness because blackness also is one of those currencies you know what i mean as a construct blackness like initially and in its origin is like something that demarcates the body that is also for sale you know what i mean um as like a non-human you know laboring material so that's why we get fucked up in art a lot you know what i mean because we become material for other people we've we started as material for other people and that's like ingrained into like you know every part of the little cryptocurrency of it all you know like that's mm -hmm. every almost every interaction is designed to capture black voice body movement culture resistance death you know what i mean like we have so many means of production that are literally like par i mean just just created from ground up to do to do that you know what i mean I agree. So many but forms I also, of I also have a problem all the time. I understand that. I just always have a problem when we live in that. Mm -hmm. It's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you're also given that power to continue. It's like when you realize, you know, black people, yeah, sure. Currency, sure. But also capitalist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My girls is capitalist. I hate to say right. it. I don't know if it's just a defense mechanism that we just grew on ourselves just to live. But like, there's a huge capitalism that's growing on us as well, which when we're we're literally doing the same thing that we don't want to ourselves, period. In, every, mean, in every way, every... It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I in feel every like... shape, like we're just doing the same thing. And then that's when the ignorance comes. <laughs> and now it's... Very, very difficult to be powerful and ignorant mm, at the same time. Right. Yeah, no. Very difficult to it's do that. It's wild. Like, and I feel you on, like, I feel you on, I guess, okay, so, like, one of the ways I like to think about shit like this, especially, is, like, the, um, one of my favorite philosophers is this woman, Bracca Edinger, and she talks about the matrixial border space. Mm. And then there's another philosopher named Joy James, and she talks about the maternal captive and if you think about like what a matrix is, so we like lay out like a parentheses, right? We're talking about big, big B blackness, little B blackness. Little B blackness is that same shit, right? Where mm -hmm. it's like the actual culture. Uh, big B blackness is like, you know, King Kong has been around too since day one. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Frederick Douglass has been around since day one. There's like a format. And, if, and this is some really hectic tea that I would only like talk about here, honestly. But if we also look at those formats, like, um, you know, biraciality and toxic black masculinity have a lot to do with the creation of like a lot of the currency of 
black male iconography that to this day persists as like capitalist and um mm, I mean Mother Baltimore me wants to say weakest link mentalities. You know, you know what crazy? I mean? <laughs> I don't want to cut you off, but you just embody <laughs> who um fucking Frederick Douglass actually was because he was that right. toxic masculinity. Also a- around the very same time, a very pivotal time when everything was important. Also cooning, right? Legendary cooner, legendary. Okay, Legendary. like we don't really, he was an educated mm. already around what the girls was trying to defeat. Yeah, but I'm not, but also like to think about it in the Matrix. Like, I feel like this is Joy wow. James's thesis, but like, and this is really like, this blew my mind reading like this book for the first time on the captive, the fugitive um, maternal. But like, she just basically blows the shit out the water and just like, she's like, yeah, abolition always had multiple intentions. And so, of course, abolition will have multiple consequences. We never had one form of abolition that said, we want the rights of this, 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 and this. We always had abolitionists who were trying to fuck white women, abolitionists who were trying to get rich, abolitionists who were trying to free people, you know what I mean? Abolitionists who were trying to protect black culture, abolitionists who were trying to exploit black culture. Mm -hmm. Um, So because we had all these different properties and kinds and intentions, Around abolition, of course, there's so much abolitionist policy has just like, you know what I mean, completely unrelated consequences. You know what I mean? Like, so while a lot of people are fighting, you know, like, I think thinking about biraciality, too, in terms of toxic black black masculinity, like a lot of uh, colonial governments, you know, formed um, formed their managerial classes from you know, the products of, of rape from the from the rape of black women. So there's another, I think, kind of like process in which the reproduction of a managerial class happens through another kind of necro-imaginary toxic coupling, which is like the black woman and the white male, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like shit still in that, I think, you know, iconography, mythology, mythos, social, political policy that we still are contending with today mm-hmm. as black people with more agency, more accountability, Essentially, like what Sonia Renee Taylor talks about, where she's like, we have all these new awarenesses, but we still grasping for the same tools. Yeah. You know what I mean? To understand those awarenesses. And I'm not going to hold you. <laughs> I'm not going to hold you. I've been pulling up old tools lately. Okay. I'm training myself not to. <laughs> it's a challenge every day. But yeah. It's hard. That is the truth. It's hard. You know what I'm saying? No, no, it's hard. And but it's also, like, what I need to realize and not be sad about is that, well... Well, I don't want to be as sad as gospel, but <laughs> why? actually, why? Why are you so sad? You know why he's sad? Because we have so many bills. We'd be right back. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. And we are back. Intentions, intentions, <laughs> intentions. You know what? I can't believe I'm saying this because I think my grandmother said this, though. But And I still find it to be really selfish, and I'm dealing with it now, is change. Mm-hmm. I feel like 
everything that we want to change, everything that I want in my dreams, all of Martin Luther King's dreams, all that bullshit, not even bullshit, but just all the dreams that we all collectively have, I'm not going to see it. Mm. And And then it goes into the whole like, all right, well, it needs to be bigger than you, which I feel that way. But physically... Right. Days is just like, damn, all this. I'm not even going to like. Right. Like, when am I actually going to get to live? I'm not going to reap none of this shit. But I mean, I feel like that. I'm thinking too about change, though, and intentions. Like, Mm -hmm. because I feel like, you know, like, I feel like a lot of these conversations, especially around the moral propositions of abolition, we do need to start as a community just opening up our perception from our ancestors, from like our direct, especially ancestors, like from our. You know, like grandparents' generation, parents' generation, and you know, really start looking at the trauma of a lot of those. You know, especially like for me, um, I feel like pri- primarily it's like toxic black black masculinity and colorism that are still you know creating these vacuums of power within our community that actually you know where we can still feel the perpetuation of white supremacy regardless of our interconnectivity or collectivity, mm-hmm. and then also talking about these consequences of abolition that had various intentions because like some for some people you know what i mean like the protection of the black nuclear family might be one of those um point policies where they're like they're going after you know what i mean abolition in certain ways some people it's the carceral state some people it's like you know civil and civil rights for some people it's gender-based rights for some people it's sexual preferences you know what i mean that they're going to actually put their body on the line for so we have all these different you know what i mean moral complications around i think what we desire as people as a as black people to like um share actually because we don't really share a lot of that shit i think that's why Mm -hmm. we're not going to see each other's dreams right like i know full well that like some a lot of black people especially black people in the creative fields right Mm -hmm. that like you're talking about like it can be really sad to see that their dreams are like Mm -hmm. what i would consider delusions (laughs) totally you know what i mean but then we're on the same project or like we're gonna be in the same show so it's like you know what I mean? Like, um, I've just kind of reconciled that we just all have different concept. Like, there's consequences to our various intentions for like a kind of freedom, and maybe the freedom, the real freedom, is not. You know what I mean? Or like, or may- maybe the real battle is intentions versus consequences. Right. Or the yin yang. I think oh, of it yin-yang. all. You know what I mean? That's I insane to think about. Wow. I feel like just being at peace with knowing that, like, yeah, part of being like a part of this collective is that it might have a white nucleus, <laughs> but somewhere in the white part, there's also a black nucleus. You know right. what I mean? And then, like, but then, but then you would have to know what peace is to be at peace. Right. So then you'll be like in this weird, dormant, right pocket of pocket in your mind of like oh okay so i'm gonna hang out in this part of my mind real quick for a week and call it whatever rehab call it whatever you want to call it and then pop right back out that's also delusion right you know what i'm saying so like what is peace it's like everything is questionable it's true it's true. everything is questionable but at the same time what's already established is changeable Mm mm-hmm so everything's questionable and already changeable, which means I'm in the middle of not disagreeing with everything. You right. know what I mean? But I'm not weighing my agreements and disagreements. The issue is the intentions versus consequences. Right. Exactly. And I think... And, and the powers that be. Yeah, harm. I mean, and we harm. have a lot of like... 
you know, I feel like we we hide because we have so, I mean, even being in the show right now, we're in the Whitney show quiet as it's kept, but being in a show that refers to a kind of intergenerational coping mechanism, right, for dealing with trauma that like, I definitely hope younger generations don't inherit, yeah. you know what I mean? Because like the, a lot of that is what keeps us from being able to also, um, you know, see ways forward that like help us just be okay with other people's decisions around, especially right. their own traumas, you know? Right. Uh, it's like, but in the midst of being okay, I feel like we also have to be actionable and understand harm. You know what exactly. I mean? Understand what one person's yeah. like okay might yeah, mean exactly. harming another person. You know, yeah. and actionable and radical are two different words and two different meanings. So also. different. So different. So different. It's and like, like the white man has created a whole minefield also in order to tap all that negativity. You know what I mean? All, all of those decisions that like, like oof, like. You know, we have a whole legal system that just helps us sue each other, that helps us, you know, keep each other from making money, that helps us, you know, that aids and facilitates so many also like disenfranchising social policies that are mm-hmm. already in place. You know what I mean? That like we it is it's a minefield, you know, like the misogynoir, like when that shit kicks in, it's like when you really see through the whole process from yeah, like yeah, from the top top to like from final products. Yep. Wow. You know yep. what I mean? Like that shit is like staggering sometimes. Yeah, it's crazy. But it's From like a blend of things. From the mountains to the valleys. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All of it's it. It's like a symphony of shit sometimes where you just be like, damn, y'all wrote this part before I came in the door. <laughs> so you want me, exactly. That's, but that's exactly my point. That's that's the consequence that I'm dealing with. But my intention Mm -hmm. is like, all right, well, let's discuss this change because I don't want to start from scratch because we can't. Time is time. Time is time. That's crazy. Time is time. And we're also not allowed to start from scratch. You know what I mean? I feel like, like thinking even through, and this is complicated, like also, you know what I mean? Because I ride these lines a lot, but like thinking about how we quote and cite each other as like, you know what I mean? Like your class, even like the one that you want to do for, for that you're going to do for Cassandra, like it's such a generous proposition. You know what I mean? To be like, I've been here, I've been here, I've been here. And this is how all of these things matter mm-hmm. versus being like, this is the best thing I've done. So this is stuff that didn't matter. Right. You know what I mean? Most right. people think like that. Ian. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, oh. especially most people who do a lot think like that, like where it's like. Um, that doesn't do anything for themselves or, or whoever they're talking to. <laughs> right and like a lot of like that kind of like strange ass thinking is also some you know like the toxic aspects of black excellence you know what i mean where like and the ignorant response yeah and it and it seals us away from each other you know what i mean it locks us away from also being able to like speak to each other and you know in normal ass ways and then that's when wow. you know white lawyers be ready to say <laughs> you know what i'm saying six and let me an tell hour. you something they step you know? <laughs> all the way in when i tell you they step in <laughs> the girl step in you know what I speaking mean? of step in i do this thing every week i'm gonna step in here for this <laughs> i do this thing every week here at the sugar service called the carry of the week Lord. thank god your family so i don't even have to explain <laughs> what carrying is because you probably wrote a little percentage of what carrying actually is your damn self so <laughs> today i want to figure out what we think the carrying of the week is together it could be anything 
I mean, with you, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, with you, it's, I don't even know, but it could be anything that happened 10 minutes ago with you. It could be, you know, anything that's happening currently or anything that you foreseeing everyone. She's, she picked up her phone because (laughs) (laughs) she may have notes of Karen, which is genius. I'm gagging. There's like maybe a few notes. I'm gagging. Um... Let me think. I mean, like a personal carry, like that was a cute, cute carry was that it was Horton Spiller's 80th birthday. Oh, wow. So we got to take Horton's on a tour of the Cassandra exhibition. Cute. At the yes. Okay. And so that was amazing. That's also that carrying. Carrying. <laughs> 80? Oh, I was like fighting back tears the whole time. Wow. Like, you know, like when like. Yeah, yeah. It was just like hearing her voice even and just being like, oh, my Icon. God. I've listened to so many hours of lecture. And oh like my God. red stuff and artist heard it back artist. in my mind. Artist you know what I artist. mean? I was like, oh, this is an actual fantasy. <laughs> you um, hear this art orgasm <laughs> she's having right now, you guys? She's carrying. She's actually carrying. That was a carry. That was wow. a carry. And then just also getting to talk about the process and like how she feels about writing and how she actually, you know what I mean? Is like my Was that carrying? Carrying. <laughs> like Broke not normal. Molds. Oh like, my God. Not normal. You know, Fred Moten said something that was like so genius and he I'm like trying to remember. He was like, oh, she's she's denied the hegemony of the book and that shit dusted me i was like all right well mm. i'm gonna go home and just Jesus. sit in the dark on that one <laughs> Damn. i'm about to go sit in the dark right now <laughs> candace thanks for coming to the sugar service baby i love you so love much you, you are welcome any time to yes. come back and educate all the girls you okay, heard i'm interested in the carry of the week if there's a good one. Oh, always you know what you should just you should, i should just call you every time i need a carry of the week to come in and just let me have it. you like you know what and this is exactly what happened this week you know what i'm saying all right girl love you so much how can everyone find you and what's um, coming up next? Oh, I want to keep going. I got questions. Um, so, uh, yeah, we have a four, I have a four-channel installation wow. called Death of A that's an adaptation of Arthur Miller's Death of the Salesman that's oh. on the sixth floor of the Whitney. My God. And the third floor is, um, you know, the education department. We've kind of, like, done a little takeover with Cassandra Press. So the press and... Um, all of the readers and all of our special collections are going to be shown until September 5th. And then the Cassandra classrooms have just launched. So we have classrooms by Manuel Abreu, Arturo Abreu, um, Rhea Dillon, Khalif, uh, Leaf One, Duoff. Um, I'm probably, I probably said that wrong. Um, and Tapiwa, um, who's Enamel Prayer on IG. And Hannah Black doing a reading group on Walter Rodney's How Europe wow. Underdeveloped Africa and a, and a very special new hybrid oh, course from Ian Isaiah. Oh my God. I don't know what. That's going to be cute. It's about to happen in August, <laughs> you guys, but please come. So the classes are rolling out all please summer. Please come. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. You heard it here first. Thanks for coming to the Sugar Service. I love you, baby. <laughs> Bye.
everybody, as we come to the close of another glorious and beautiful sugar service, it is my duty to give flowers where they are due because that's just what I do. The world is a loud place, full of distraction. You can love something or someone with your full heart and never get a chance to say it. Because bills get in the way or there's just so much traffic just trying to get to tomorrow, y'all. But just as sure as death and taxes in this service, we are here to pay respects to living legends. Every week here on the sugar service, we make time and space to honor a beloved figure while they are still alive and still on this earth to receive and collect every last flower they most certainly deserve. This week, we are honoring the collective known as Everyday People. Everyday People is a true staple in the community. From genius parties to activism to just getting everybody together for a good time with no actual judgment in sight, Everyday People for the past 10 years has been giving the hood what the hood needs. And what the hood needs is this, a mighty good motherfucking time. So Everyday People, my big family, for all that you do and continue to do, these roses are for you, boo. Keep cutting the fuck up. at the end of another really good time here at the Sugar Service. Special thanks to my special guest, Candace Williams, for stopping by the service today. And as always, special thanks to my lovely listeners for always sticking by me. Make sure you never forget this, y'all. Always be determined and never defeated. Hope to see you all next week. Same place, same time. Right here on Spotify. Thank you all for joining us. If you like what you heard today, subscribe for more episodes of the Sugar Service. Only on Spotify. Sugar Service is a Spotify original show produced in partnership with Barlow & Sons. Executive producers for Spotify are Gina Dalvik and Yasi Sal. Executive producer for Barlow & Sons is Alice Barlow. Creative production on this episode was done by Ian Isaiah, Jesse Miller Gordon, and Juno Alubay. Help from Barlow & Sons head of production, Stephanie Williams. This episode was recorded and edited by Frank Tyler. Our theme song was composed and performed by me, Ian Isaiah. Well, special thanks to David Gagliardi. Come back every Friday for a new episode of Sugar Service, only on Spotify.